When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Spill the Beans podcast. Happy Friday, guys. We're back home in our natural habitat, and I hope you guys are having an amazing Friday. And of course, for those of you listening, I hope you're having an amazing Thursday. And in case you want to tune in to our outfits, let us know. I like to um, step up my outfit game, but today when I was getting changed, I was like, have I worn this already? So if I have, just know that we have a washing machine. <laughs> Yeah, that looks super comfy, babe. But uh, yes, indeed, you have worn that I before. I have? Shut up, yeah. really? When? But I wear the same black shirt every <gasps> Friday, so it's okay. I think you're lying, babe. No, it's not black. It's pink. You have to go see to make sure I'm not lying. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start off with your fun fact of the day, or do you not have one? I don't have one, because oh, you, don't, you told me that I don't really, you don't want that. Well. You have one? No, I don't have one, but I was just checking, and I think you're lying, babe. I have never worn this outfit before. Okay, babe. <laughs> Anyways, oh, no, it's the outfit you wore when you took the um, pictures with Franco, right? When you breastfeed? Yeah. I knew you wore it before. but Yeah, I've worn this a lot of times, but I don't think that I've worn it for a podcast. But, yeah, if you guys want to know what I'm wearing, make sure you, turn in, you tune in tomorrow, Friday, if you're listening to it on Thursday. But we're back home, guys, and we have a little update for you. Um, this is our first time that we've flown with Franco being a toddler, and I don't think it's for the week, you know? Because thankfully, our flight, our airplane was not full. There was probably like 30 people on there, and that's a little bit for a flight. We're always packed. But this time, girly... Guys, we were those people <laughs> for the first time. You know what I'm talking about, the ones yeah. with the crime baby, but... You know what? I think it's one of those things. I was thinking about it when it was happening. It's one of those things you just got to experience in your life. You're going to have to. And you, you, if you do, it's just it's character building. You know, like uh, your first breakup, your first heartbreak, your first job, your first car. It's like your first baby crying on the plane moment. You just have to go through it. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it was embarrassing for me. I wasn't embarrassed the whole time. I was like, what is wrong with him? Because he never cries like this. So my whole concern the entire time was what hurts, what's going on. But lo and behold, he's teething. He has four new teeth coming in. He had a fever. Like he was obviously just not comfortable and being just there on the plane. He didn't want to sleep. He didn't want the boob. He didn't want nothing, guys. So for the first time, we were those people on the plane and I feel like I've never been the type that I'm like, oh, there's a crying baby ever, even before I had Franco. But now I was like, oh, my gosh, pobrecitos parents, because you really were when they're crying to the point that you can't comfort them. That is really stressful. Yeah. And it, it's just more stressful on him because I had no idea what was wrong. Um, I did. But then I thought there was something else wrong. But we made well, it out alive. I thought his ears popped. Maybe. I don't know. There A lot of factors could have played into it. And tell me why. He ended up um, latching to me probably like the last 10 minutes of the flight. And he was crying probably for like 30 minutes straight. Yeah. Inconsolable. Just crying. My mom couldn't help. Jonathan couldn't help. The boob couldn't help. Like at this point, nothing was helping. So for the very first time, we got really humbled on the airplane. Because and then like the freaking flight attendants, like some were really cool and some were just like assholes, I think. He was like... Because obviously you don't put headphones like on a baby, right? So yeah. we were playing like Miss Rachel through the phone. But I sat behind uh, her and her mom and I could barely hear Miss Rachel. And like we said, it was an empty plane. So there was like no one really close to us because we could sit wherever we wanted. And like just because he passed by to give us like water and snacks, like he told us like, you got to like turn it off or what? put it on you mute. You got to put it on mute. 
And we're like, dude, I'm I like, can barely hear it if I'm behind you. And this is the only thing that's like helping us with him. But I was like, I'm okay. like, you either want to hear Miss Rachel singing the ABCs or yeah. you want to hear my screaming, crying baby. And I'm sure that's what all everyone around us probably yeah. thought. They're like, put Miss Rachel on. It's better than like a screaming baby, right? Like, yeah. who, plus it's like, who? We weren't even blasting it, guys. Yeah. It was probably on like volume level two and you could barely hear it. But Obviously, I went on mute and Franco was not happy. So at the end of the day, nothing was going to make him happy. And it was just a very humbling experience traveling with the toddler. And at this point, like when we were waiting in the airport to get on the flight, he was crawling all around. And trust me, I'm like with Franco. I'm like, please don't get dirty. Like, I hate that he crawls in dirty places or places where I don't know if they've been cleaned or not in the airport. Like, come on. Obviously, the probably the most dirtiest place ever. And at that point, I was like, girl you do you i'll wash your hands i'll sanitize them i bought um um hand sanitizer that's safe for babies i was like i'm just gonna let him do his thing because i have come to realize that as a toddler you just have to let them have their way it's their way or the high no is it their way or the highway yeah <laughs> if it's like happy toddler happy everyone honestly because you just have to really cater to whatever their needs are and screw everybody around you and yourself too. Because at that point, you don't care about anything else but your toddler not screaming and crying. I don't think he's a toddler. It's like he's he like is. in this weird age where like I guess he's, he's leaving baby, yeah. but toddler, toddler, because I don't think it's toddler's way or the highway. Like we're talking toddler for me is like two to five, four like when they Bruh, fully, four, because that's at, a whole ass kid no because i think they're still ta- like when they the at the point where they f- fully communicate and understand that they stop being a toddler because i don't think it's also like this is where blank and i disagree i don't think it's the toddler or the highway and that's why we still tolerate franco because he's uh, for me he's not a toddler yet because he doesn't fully understand but when a kid fully understands and is a toddler i think it's that's not okay because then you just let them know that it's their way like for everything you know and i don't think that's right either but um yeah right now he doesn't understand stay still or, or be quiet or don't scream so we let him do whatever right now you know even toddlers don't understand that yeah, like do. a two-year-old does not understand that stay still don't I still scream think two-year-olds are babies what wait let so. me see like dude a toddler you're talking toddler toddler let like me see. a kid what is like seven is considered a I'm not gonna tell, let Google tell me what a toddler. Oh, two to three years, so he's not a toddler yet. No, he's like in this weird like he's leaving baby. But he's in a transition. Yeah, so it's it's really tough right now. Even Lulu said that this is the toughest age she ever experienced because Catalina right now is a month, a year, and six months, seven months. So she is like almost into a toddler, but not even yet, and she kind of understands more. Yeah. She said right now it gets easier at the eighteen month mark, kind of right now. Right now, Franco's like a little like Pokemon, like he's evolving and he doesn't, he's not a baby like Gugu Gaga, but he's not like. Ben paka, sit down, or ben dejate de comer. Like he barely understands words. Like yeah, and Catalina's also in the stage where she can't. She has a longer attention span, so it's so cute seeing her like watch movies yeah. and or sit for a movie for longer times. When Franco, he watches a music video and like that's it. Yeah. He does not have attention span for anything else. So I'm sure it'll get easier then. Um, but also, I feel like there's a lot of factors that like play play into like his um. The way that he was acting because he was just out of routine for a week yeah. his even his like nutrition was not the best because he was not eating he was kind of just nursing and snacking here and there so yeah guys we came very humbled and now we're starting over trying to get him into a routine again um we probably don't have a trip for like another month and a half i would with say him? yeah because i think the what? next trip would be lulu's baby shower with him Damn. what not even then you don't think he's gonna be good no. then I just don't need, not, it's not even like for me being selfish, like I don't want to deal with that. It's like for him, like, like just a new, he's like already going through the evolutionary, like him changing. And now you have to put him away from home on a different scenario. I think it's just tough on them, period. I think that it's just, it's just how you say, like, you have to get them used to your lifestyle because even his pediatrician the other day, he's like, why is he so social? And I was like, oh, he like interacts with a lot of people and we, he goes on a lot of trips, you know, she's like, wow, that's really good. Like she was really proud of him. So even then, like, I think that we're doing a good thing by exposing him to different, yeah, different environments most of the time, you know? Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, tell them what we're going to do today. Guys, today is just a little advice podcast. Get your Friday going, your Thursday going. Get the blood pumping. Just thinking about life because we're in March now. And then March means spring. Spring means happiness again for those that have like seasonal depression like me. And uh, yeah, let's just get right into it, guys. You guys have been killing it with the uh, uh, Instagram DMs. So we're proud of you for that because we're more likely to see those because they're nice and sweet. I think Instagram doesn't let you take like send in really long things. So we appreciate the ones that condense it. Anyways, if you don't know what the Instagram is, it's Spill the Beans podcast. JJ or Spill the Beans JJ? Bro, you're the one that made it. Bro. Spill the Beans podcast JJ. Like I'll let the letter J and then another letter J. Is the Instagram. Go ahead and DM, DM us there. Um, that Instagram is very weird, guys. Sometimes it's Blanca answering you guys, and sometimes it's me. Uh, you're more than welcome to, like, send in, like, questions for either of us or just in general. But, yeah. So, lately, you guys know that we've been traveling, and with the traveling and the different type of water, which I know sounds silly, but with the different type of water that we've been using to wash our hair, it has been getting a little dry, and you can tell because it just doesn't look as healthy. So, my hair goals right now is to add more moisture into it and also to hydrate it. There is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care, and that's because your hair and your hair goals are unique to you. Thanks to my personalized Pros hair care routine, my hair has been doing so good and thriving. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product and your routine from shampoo to supplements. So first, Pros starts by asking about your hair goals like mine are increased volume and more moisture in it. Their in-depth consultation also asks about you as a person. Pros ask me really unexpected things like my eating habits, hair damage, and exercise. Next, pros analyzed my answers and handpicked clean ingredients to help me reach my hair goals. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you are not 100% positive that pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take all of the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash spill the beans. That is P-R-O-S-E dot com slash spill the beans for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. And let's continue with the podcast. Anyways, let's start off with this one. It says, hi guys, been married for five years, got married in six months of dating i had a horrible slash amazing first love before him and he had a first love before me i feel somewhat detached from him because he's not very emotional and i miss my ex to this day i see things that he does on social media trying to get back in touch with his ex too i love him dearly and we're trying to start a family but this makes me question everything would you stay in a relationship that doesn't fulfill you even though you love the person and truly get along great damn that's a class are they dating they've been married for five years god damn girl <laughs> this is the classic if me and blanca would have ever broken up well we if we would have well this stayed is what you say según. según yo según yeah. lo que pienso yo i had i would always tell him like i think even if i would get married even if i would move on i would still love him because you were just my first everything we were together for so long when we broke up the last time we, were, we had been together for like five years already no yeah so i i feel like t- i would still think about you and guys the the reason I say this is because even when we were broken up, like I would still think about him. And even if he would have made me so mad, we would have gotten into a huge argument, whatever. Like I was still like, oh, but he was like a good guy. Like I miss all the memories and stuff. But I don't know, girl, like <laughs> bless you. Sorry. I would want to know the tea. Like, why did you and your ex broke up? Or, you know, why is this guy not fulfilling you? Are you just comparing him? Or five years later? Yeah, or is it just, I don't... And married? Gosh. And you're trying to start a family? Yeah, girl, what? I would just listen to your gut. And, like, you only have one life. Like, really, truly YOLO. Like, YOLO it and then tell your husband... Wait, she said that though. He said she, that she said that he's also trying to get in touch with his ex because he already had a first love. So I say just call it quits and go. Yeah, be like, hey, like <laughs> we, we gave it a shot. You know, you're a great guy. I'm a great girl, but let's just go try to get our exes. 
but also what if the other exes are moved on and like happily happily married as well and then at that point it's still better than being to with leave. someone like yeah if if you both are actively still hung up on your ex then i think it would be an agreement to just leave the relationship especially because you don't have kids which is marriage is a huge commitment in itself but kids like that is even bigger so i would say i would definitely talk to your partner and be like hey we're on the same page like we're still stuck on our exes let's get out leave the relationship because like jonathan said you only have one life why do you want to be unhappy and also i feel like say you stay in this relationship right you have kids you're together for like 10 years past right and then 10 years in you're like what would have happened like what would have happened if i would have but if it's almost six years then what makes you think at 10 it's gonna change like you're always gonna be hung up that's what i'm saying So before you get little kids involved exactly just get out of there because in 10 years you you would probably be thinking what if i would have left what if i would have pursued my ex you know so our advice is if there's no kids involved and you both are on the same page you see that he's actively trying to do things to get his ex's attention on social media then you should come to an agreement to leave the relationship yeah all right babe let's uh, get through a lot of these okay. so our advice is going to be nice and short hi guys I need some advice. I've been dating this guy for two years. We were dating for a year and we broke up because he was a partier. We distanced ourselves for a year and worked through our issues. We have been back together for a year and have achieved a serious slash healthy relationship. He is planning to go to Mexico for a week and if I and I can't go because I'm illegal. I feel insecure and it's because my anxiety because when we were dating the first time he took a trip to Mexico, he ended up in Massa. He lied because he was already in his hotel room. I asked for his location and he was in a club. We fought and he turned off his phone for the rest of the night. No quiero ser tóxica o egoísta y probarle ir a México, but hasta que yo pueda viajar con él. Pero pienso en lo que hizo antes y me da ansiedad. Quisiera hablar con él y decirle lo que siento, pero no quiero traer problemas de antes al presente. Gracias. I love you guys. Damn, that switched up Damn, real hard good? on me. It's because it went full English and then just the second half Spanish. I was like, I'm waiting for no, like the no Spanish. Sabo. It's because I was waiting for the Spanglish to like come back, but she just You're kept preparing it. preparing for it and it never came. I couldn't even breathe through that. Um, um, so this is probably just your, obviously your anxiety from the past talking. If you guys have already achieved a pretty ser- serious relationship, Mm, i would say you should still think, talk to him no i think he got his like you get like these little like your cards i mean oh, fuck i don't know how to explain it like you get the freedom you earn it but he already lost it in my eyes yeah like i'm not even trying to sound like a simp but like i think no that, because we have we have experience in this yeah, case i think like si tu ya le diste chance, you already like and he did that to you. He blocked you. He he lied about going That's to Mazatlan. He he not didn't share his location. And then he still went out. Like that was his one chance. You know, I don't think that that deserves like another like. Oh, I've changed. I'm not gonna. But like, okay, cool. Just like a murderer, if he kills one person, and it's not like, hey, like I learned my lesson. Yeah. You know? No, like you're going to jail for 20 years. You know what I mean? I just think the same. Like, hey, I gave you the chance to go without me because I don't have papers. Ahora te aguantas, you fucked up. Ahora te aguantas, and the next time you go is with me. Unless it's like his grandma dying or something. Right. Like, Or because if I'm being honest, speaking from experience, I don't think that he would, well, the way that I know Jonathan, like he wouldn't want to go to Mexico just to go to Mexico. No. You know? And when we got back together, well, before, okay, so previously talking this was our problem he would go to mexico we'd be together he would get to mexico he would break up with me have fun those two weeks in mexico come back try to get back with me so when we got back together the last time i was like you're not going to mexico until we're married and i can go with you but you were never like you never really told me that right. but i got it the was vibe. like an unsaid it was what like was it? i was like <laughs> because i have common sense a lot of these guys don't have common sense i yeah. always pride myself on having common sense i was like okay i already fucked up like too many times we're married we're engaged or whatever we're engaged or before that yeah we were already engaged yeah. that and i was December. like i'm not gonna go like for me for the temptation and for her out of respect not know? the temptation um yeah so and you would never you wouldn't have asked me to go because i think I the feel very like first knew. time i asked you or we talked about is it, like hey it's my sister's consent yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna say um, and i only went for three days it was I a think. very special a special occasion that he was going for and i just i just feel like any guy 
maybe just because I'm so traumatized from your rancho, mm-hmm. I feel like any guy that goes to Mexico ends up doing something stupid. Whether I'm not even talking about cheating, but they end up at a baile, they end up yeah. lying to their girlfriend, they end up lying to their wife. So just save yourself that argument and just tell him hey like i would really much appreciate if you didn't go until i'm able to go with you if it's if you said that you already established a very close and healthy relationship now or fuck it be like okay you go to mexico and i'm gonna go to miami with the girls period period <laughs> like oh i'm going to miami i'm going to vegas with the girls and see if he lets you and, and if, if he, he doesn't be like i'm the chiquito then you're not going to mexico either period yeah like it's it's easy as sometimes that. you just gotta play the game like you girl. say it's not about cheating sometimes or that it's like you're surrounded by so much toxic masculinity like your boyfriend i was it's like oh no vas a salir culo i like there's a cat tiene like you know like style you know it's like oh no vas a ver it's just so much toxicity around them around us that in Mexico, in these ranchitos, that it comes from our own grandparents, our own uncles, our own, you know, our friends from childhood over there, you know. It's just the peer pressure that they fall into sometimes. And like I said, he probably won't cheat, but he'll end up lying to you, which will still create an argument, you know. So if you have already established this healthy relationship, you should be able to talk to him and tell him that, and he should be able to understand. And if not, then you're going to play the game and tell him, okay, when are you going so that those dates I can book a trip to either even if you don't want to go to miami or whatever just be like i'm gonna go downtown wherever you live have a club night let's go baby you know like just you have to asustar little girl because you just gotta play the game what is it don't hate the player hate the game you gotta play the game baby what's next uh let me find another one because there is a lot guys but they're very relate like similar to these like um I broke up and then got back together and I found out this, this, and that. Ooh, I like this one. In-law drama. Da-da-da-da. And it's nice and short. Hello, guys. I'll make this short and simple. My sister-in-law and her husband are always saying they're going to end things and they always end up getting the whole family involved. For some reason, they always want my husband there to keep things calm. I already told my husband I don't want him going over and getting involved and they're having this problem because everyone knows they are not going to leave each other. He always says I would do the same. But to be honest, I know I wouldn't because if I don't get my family involved in problems like that, I wouldn't want them to get involved in our problems. He says I'm not okay and that he sees nothing wrong with him being involved. But I always say there's something wrong because we end up looking stupid as fuck when you get back together. What are your thoughts? Send from Yahoo for mail for iPhone. <laughs> Girl, I'm 100% on your side yes. because I'm going, I've gone through and I'm going through the same shit now with Blanca. We're being very raw and very open with you because um, this is what this podcast is about, okay? And sometimes I've had this talk with Blanca, you know, I've had enough. I've had enough of your sibling, the girlfriend. Now, especially with the kid, it's like, you know, we set boundaries, we set limits and luckily... You know, Blanca has respected me with it and we haven't had any further. But yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. You're on the right. Like, get your, like, what, what is this? Like, what are these little kid games? They're grown. Your husband's grown. Like, no te metas. Like, you already have your own little family to take care of your yourself. And there's no need. Like, especially if you, like you say, you already know they're getting back together. Like, like, why? Like, le gusta? Like, is Gordo La Flaca, like, does he like the drama and cheese like that? Like, no man should be, like, mitigating two arguments like that, you know? That gives yeah. me, like, metrosexual vibes, like, like, oh, le gusta andar ahí en el chismecillo, like, you know, like. Yeah. That gives me, like, a guy that, like, plucks his eyebrows. Like, <laughs> nothing wrong Bruh. with that. But, like, I, but it's, like, it gives me very much, like, like, I don't know, like, feminine energy to be out there, like, resolving issues between two like i get issues like like deep ones like if my siblings were fighting i would go and try to hey you guys love you no but once it's like little like he wants to leave you know and then get like fuck that yeah i agree i think that even like in in your relationship and any anybody else's relationship nobody should know or get involved in drama because like you said you end up everybody around them ends up looking stupid because i just under i don't understand how if you already know that they're going to get back together, you know that there's like the the people that talk so much shit about their significant other and then because they're broken up and then they get back together. And then obviously this person tells the significant other, hey, like this is what they think about you. So then who ends up looking stupid? And then there's, oh, yeah. that creates more arguments that. It creates more tension. And then everyone just ends up losing a relationship. The messenger in a always gets shot. Like always you're because your husband's out there trying to fix things with his sister and, and a boyfriend or whatever husband. 
he's going to look bad. And then because of him looking bad, you're going to obviously be on your husband's side. You're going to look bad. And now the parents are going to not like you guys and still like his sister. Like, it always works like that, you mm -hmm. know? So, I like, mejor ir a calladitos. ¿Cómo dice ese dicho? El pescado no se... El pescado no se ahogó por hablar. I don't <laughs> think that's how it goes. But I, I very much agree. And I do think that since you've already made it known to your husband that you don't want him to be doing that, then he has to respect the boundary that you've set up for both of you and your marriage. Because... That is what a marriage is. Like, even if he still wants to go, the fact that he that you already told him that you don't like that he's doing that, he should already respect that decision, yeah. you know? Because that's a marriage and you have to set up boundaries to keep your marriage healthy and to keep you out of problems. Because at the end of the day, it's only going to bring more problems and they're going to be happily together again and you guys are going to be over there looking like the mean ones. So I think you should have a serious talk with your husband and be like, hey... We need to set boundaries. You need to respect my decision because I respect yours and any other things that you want in life. So just try to talk to him and get him out of the chisme. Yeah. Because everybody loves chisme. And I get it. Maybe like um, some families grow, glow, grow more closer than others. Maybe he has a really close relationship with his sister. Yeah. And if it's his little sister, then even more, you know, I understand. Like, I'm trying to put myself in the position. Like, while while we're talking, guys, I'm always thinking. So I'm thinking, you know, I have a little 18-year-old sister. If she was in a toxic relationship, I still don't think I would be there. Well, I, I, the, the way I see it is you'd probably be there the first time or the yeah. second or time. Or if there was, like, physical, like, yeah. then you got to be like, hey, you know. But, like, nah. But like, when you realize, if you're, like, realizing, oh, they're getting back together, they're on and off all the time, then that's when you stop it. Like, yeah. the first time, okay, I get it. It's the first time they break up. The second time, okay, happened again. You can kind of try to support them. But, yeah, the third, fourth, and so on, and if you already know it's a routine, then you have to stop. Because at the end of the day, they're going to be happy, chilling in bed, talking shit about you. you yeah. Know? I just realized I've been blinking so much, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> in case you care. Okay, guys. Hi, Blanca and Jonathan. Wait, I read that really opposite. Hi, Jonathan and Blanca. I wanted to bring this topic up to you guys. Might have experiences being first-time parents. I feel like my relationship postpartum has gone downhill and it's all my fault. I'm experiencing severe postpartum rage, anxiety, and depression. The one person who has been taught taking it all in and dealing with it is my husband. Our baby girl is four months old, first-time parents, and I just thought it would have gone down better from now. I always... I'm always angry, sad, irritated, moody, and 100% a different person than who I've been pregnancy. If you're on Spotify, I'm pointing <laughs> at Blanca right now. Um, I quite honestly don't recognize who I am, and our relationship has changed so much. My husband has been so beyond loving, helpful, understanding, and patient, but I can't help but feel guilty for everything he's going through, has to deal with because of this. Sometimes I really just can't help it. I can't control how I feel. I feel like he's eventually just going to break and say, I just can't do this anymore. Jonathan, any tips on how to support a woman going through this? Blanca, any tips on how to deal with this? Tell him since you're over here pointing fingers. Yeah, guys. Honestly, girl, don't worry about it. You're four months in. If anything, we were great. Six months Six in. months. It started getting hard after that. Emotionally. Because... I don't know. I feel like you, I don't know the science about it because Blanca will explain that in a bit, but breastfeeding does mess with your hormones a lot. Your body obviously changed. And I think I, I'm going to speak for myself. The question you asked me, how to support your wife. And it's, man, if your husband's listening to this, just deal with it. Like, amarrate un huevo, como dicen, and just like deal with it, man. Because we, our legs didn't have to like, I mean, our private parts didn't have to spread 10 centimeters and push out a whole human life. Our belly, we didn't, our belly didn't change. Our stretch marks didn't change. Our thighs, our face, our agony, our hair loss. None of that changed for us. All we had to do was just be there and hold her hand through it all. And it's the least we can do, honestly, man. With the mood swings, with the anger, with the rage, it's the least we can do when they've gone through this and still going through it. They're breastfeeding now. They're changing diapers. They're not getting enough sleep. Like, like just deal with it, man. That's the only thing I can do. I, I've personally, I know what you're feeling and he's feeling maybe like where you're like, man, she's being such a B word. She's being so mean to me. So like unaffectionate. But it's like, I, judging from what I've seen on TikTok, it doesn't last like forever 
Um, for some women, it lasts longer than others. We're like a year and one month in, and it's starting to get better. I feel like your like period is like regulating, and mm -hmm. now I know like the end of the month is the and the beginning ish is the hardest. I know she's gonna be a total b word to me. Middle ish of the month, I know she's off and she's gonna be like a sweetheart again. So it's just like dealing with a man because we honestly have such we have like the short stick, of, the long stick of it, or is it short? Is it better the to long. have a short stick or long? long a long stick of it um and like you know especially if you work you get to be like out of the house all day and your wife is the one who has to deal with it you know so that's my advice i just watched a movie yesterday it's called a uh, mouthful of air i would definitely recommend that to you um if you feel like it is not getting better you're four months in and trust you're you're still super early in if you feel like it's only getting worse i would definitely say you need to talk to somebody and talk to them about your emotions the way you feel i wouldn't say you should talk to your husband in that sense because there's so many things that you could be talking to your family about but in in a sense you need someone with professional with a professional background so that they can help you because postpartum anxiety rage depression all of that is so real and it can get very very dangerous very fast so my first thing is if you are feeling like it's getting worse i would definitely try to talk to somebody that has a medical background because they can help you out on that and if you watch the movie i just told you it's a mouthful of air i watched it on amazon prime i would definitely watch it because i feel like a lot of people that have experienced their partner or a loved one going through postpartum depression anxiety you literally look at them and you're like they're fine right you're putting on a show on the outside and in the inside you could literally be dying and you could literally be thinking that you want to die you want to do or commit some certain acts that aren't normal obviously so that is my first thing watch the movie talk to someone with a medical background and it does get better but i don't i don't think that you get back to being yourself because as jonathan said we're a year and a month in and i'm i still don't feel like myself you know, and I believe that that it will change. It takes two, no? Two years? I it's I think it takes. I heard even after three. I think I, I heard that it takes a year for you to feel like yourself again after you're done breastfeeding. So after you're done releasing all those hormones, because the way breastfeeding works, you're breastfeeding and when they latch, your body releases so many happy hormones that make you so like attached to your baby. So when you stop and your body stops releasing them, it obviously goes through a whole change, you know? So then it takes you another year from then to get back into a routine, to get feeling like yourself prior to pregnancy or prior to knowing these um, happy hormones. So like Jonathan said, I would just try to explain to your husband that all you need is support, all you need is for him to be there for you and that you do feel very sorry for treating him the way that you do or for just raging out of nowhere um, because that is normal, the way you're feeling is common and i would say definitely try to talk to somebody because it's not normal what you're feeling it is common but it's not normal and you can get help whether you need to go to therapy or whether you need to get on meds and that's what i learned yesterday with the movie because i was like i've gone through postpartum blues i've gone through post breastfeeding depression literally i was down bad and when i say down bad like think about the worst down bad um so i would say definitely take this very serious because it's not your fault do not feel guilty do not feel like it's your fault at all and i hope that your husband never makes you feel like that i remember jonathan one time said well you're just more butthurt now and <laughs> that made me so angry i'm like dude i wish you could go through everything that i went through through pregnancy and then giving birth and then postpartum with all the bleeding and all the breastfeeding um what is it called the breastfeeding struggles i wish you could go through all of that and then on top of that have a mom pouch have all these stretch marks that you've never had and not look like you used to i wish you could go through all that and then still act normal or still act like you did before pregnancy you know like i wish so i feel like you definitely have to put into perspective for your husband because that's what i had to do with jonathan because for a minute there i was like dude bffr like <laughs> you really feel this way because he just didn't like understand the science behind it like he thought i was just being like that but it was like there's science behind this and it's very real so you just have to have a, a supporting husband and also try to get help on your own too with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is scary. I know it's very scary for women, but it, it is like different. It's our first time. It's our first rodeo as well for guys, for dads, you know, like mm-hmm. I remember. I feel like Blanca put on a good face and a good show for the first five months she wouldn't like until like you broke and you're like i thought i was being such a great dad i was like i'm doing this and and then five months in and she's like you're not doing shit and i was like what the fuck like i thought i was doing and then she's she like broke down and she told me all these things that i'm not do either doing or i'm doing wrong or not doing and not doing enough and i was like oh damn okay like but then i kind of like told her i was like yo it took you five months to tell me this like I think communication is key very early on. Like the first time I don't do something, tell me right away, you know, mm-hmm. or tell your boyfriend because he might be thinking like, I thought it was being a genuinely good dad. And compared to other dads, I was right. Like yeah. I'm not, I wasn't being like a piece of shit or anything, but I guess women at the end of the day, you just fellas, biggest key of advice, do things without being told. I was always like, She'd be like, you never change his diaper. And I was like, because you never tell me to. She's like, well, I don't have to tell you to change your own <laughs> son's <the> diaper. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, you know. Like, I think for um, new moms as well is when you have a baby, like physically, when the baby comes out of you, it, it's like a light switch changes and you're a mom and you just have all these new instincts and you have all of these new things that you your body was meant to do. When dads have a child nothing changes you know it takes them a while to connect with them it takes them a while to know what to do how to hold them how to put them to sleep how to um, soothe them so for the first couple of months i feel like jonathan wasn't doing enough with franco because he didn't know what to do like he was doing everything outside of it he was like cleaning getting the groceries shopping done getting work done like he was doing everything but connecting with franco and it's because they just don't have that light switch like you could love this baby so much but I feel like you were, I don't know, like you were kind of scared. I don't know what you yeah, were going through. Yeah, it's like through. a little baby. You're like, don't want to touch He's it. He's so don't fragile, wanna, no. you know, so you just have to communicate and don't feel guilty. That's the very first thing. Because for me, I, I don't think I felt guilty for me. I was like, does he not love him? Like, does he not yeah. want him, you know? But it was just him loving him so much, wanting to protect him that he's like, if he's with his mom, like, he's fine. So doing I have everything to get, else. I have to get everything else outside of this done, um, which was so helpful. But I was like, I still need you to, like, do this for him or do, you know, this and that. And that's when he was like, okay, like, then tell me, like, wake me up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. if you need me to get up tell me to go change his diaper tell me to do this and that and that's when i was like okay like you literally all you need to do is tell a guy what you need what you need from him and it's just the communication guys and i know it can be very uncomfortable to be like hey can you spend more time with the baby hey can you change the baby it can be really stressful because you think that you're asking him for something that he doesn't want to do but i feel like for a guy it's like well i'm scared to do anything so unless you don't ask me like i'm not gonna do it you know i feel like both like ozo and chai went through the exact same thing like ozo out of respect for chai or like the babies (laughs) he would not want to get near the puppies at all Mm -mm. and they were his and it's like as soon as we gave him the like they were a little bit older and they could play and wrestle he was having the time of his life Mm -hmm. you know he was playing and And like giving chai a break like chai could do whatever she wanted and the puppies were all the attention was on ozo you know so so it's like yeah just communicate with your husband and like i think you said it perfectly it's not that we don't want to it's just like we it's like a little boundary i don't know like it's like i guess it's i know it's both of ours 
But at the end of the day, if we divorce, if shit goes south, like you are taking him with you. Like yeah. he's a little bit more your it's like it sounds fucked up that he's more yours than mine. But at the very beginning, it is like that. Like mm-hmm. you popped him out, he's like your like you and bought even, him. <laughs> even when you're just breastfeeding, like the baby yeah. has to physically be with you the entire time. And this is this is sometimes what I don't get about dads wanting to fight so hard for like full custody unless like the mom is harmful unless she's not a very good mom, you know, but I feel like sometimes they just do it to pain, like to hurt the mom because the babies really are just amazing and they're going to be so safe with the mom until they get older. And I feel like that's how Jonathan saw it. Like he didn't want, I guess, like you said, to cross a boundary with me that you I never put up. But he thought I had, you know, so I feel like in the postpartum, we just know exactly what to do because of our instincts and the guys are learning, but not wanting to do anything that's potentially going to hurt us or make us upset, you know. So I feel like guys are just walking on eggshells for the first couple of months yeah, of postpartum because eggshells. that's how Jonathan was. And very horny eggshells. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shut up. Well, we, we, have, we go through things, too. You know, this is this podcast. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying weeks. this podcast is very raw, guys. And we're, we're being honest, you know, because yeah. it's not talked through. You, you see it in the movies when a couple has babies and it's like so loving and, the, you know. But let's be honest. We're we're telling you how it is so you can be prepared. I Why are you smirking? I get. I know my that. horniness doesn't compare to everything you just listed. I know it's Bruh. not a factor. I'm just saying. I'm literally that um clip of Ronaldo. He's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I get it, babe. But I'm just saying. I'm not just saying just horniness. I'm saying. I was gonna list more things oh, until okay, you gave me the like the like anxiety, the like anxiety of being a good dad. Fear. Am I gonna be able to provide for my little man? You know, like for you, am I doing? Am I, I think am one I thing that Jonathan enough? would always tell me is like his irrational fear of just everything. Like you were always scared that something was gonna happen when you weren't there, or like I feel like guys go through so much in that sense. They obviously never voice it, and you can really never tell because they put up like a show they put up a wall but guys do go through a lot too postpartum i'm not saying it compares at all to what we go through but you really just have to tell them like we always tell you no se hacen están because they are like you have to tell them and communicate them and be like i need you to do this because you could be thinking like why isn't he just taking out the trash but the guys can just be like well i'll just let it get all the way full and that's when i take it out but no you literally have to go and be like i need you to take the trash out or you just have to set up like um, a schedule for them every single monday i need you to take the trash out just like with the baby hey i want you to be the one that changes diaper every morning so that i can get it three minutes of rest like extra you know so you just have to don't feel guilty don't feel sad don't feel like it's your fault at all because it's not every it's very common everybody goes through this maybe not to the deepness and the extent that you're going through it but they do so don't feel alone in this girl everybody goes through it at some point and you just have to communicate very well said all right, guys, this last DM is very like this is what I the DMs I also like because it's from a very young follower. And I think a lot of you guys, like I said in the last podcast or last two, you can't relate to baby talk. You can't relate to husband talk. And a lot of you guys do need help just to deal with your young anxieties or young because when I was 16, I felt like my problems in the moment were the worst and I was never going to get over them. Mm-hmm. So that's how you're feeling right now. And we're here to help you with that, too, because we've been through it. You know, we've been through it all. So she says, hi, podcast. I'm here for a little advice to introduce myself. I'm a 19 year old oldest daughter with really strict parents. I'll make bullet points to make it easier to read. My parents don't let me do absolutely anything. I pretty much raised my two younger siblings. I have zero, absolutely not one friend. I had friends in high school, but I would only see them in school. So ever since I'm out of high school, I have no friends to hang out with. I used to hang out with two girl cousins I have, but they both now have babies and I live with their and live with their man. So they kind of forgot about me. Of course, I can't have a boyfriend either. I've tried talking to them. My mom is a little more understanding. My dad will get up and walk away. He won't even listen to me. When I try to do things, I'll ask my mom. She will let me once every blue moon. But when it's a no, she doesn't want to say it. She will ask my dad no, and he will say no. I have absolutely no social life or anyone to talk to. The only place I'm happy is Mexico. When I go over and visit my grandpa, he's an angel. and He lets me go out and even lets my friends go over. I also can't move out. They're out here because I am in college, so all my money goes to school. I do lashes from my house, but I don't get a lot of clients. I don't get much support for the same reason that I have no friends. That's kind of the summary of it all. Any advice? Should I try to move to Mexico? Maybe do lashes over there? My school is online, so I could get my degree. Damn. Yes. <laughs> no, hell no. Um, I hate 
that it is so common for Hispanic parents to put all the responsibility of raising their children on the oldest child. Yeah, that sucks. That is terrible. Terrible. And two, like such a machista dad with like the typical like, oh, I'm the dad and you're my little girl. You're not gonna have boyfriends or anything like that. Like that just makes them push you push them away farther. You know, mm-hmm. like. you're not gonna when you do start maybe dating a boyfriend behind his back like you're not gonna tell him about him you're not gonna tell him the great memories you're making with him or prom or i mean you could have had prom homecoming with a boyfriend and you didn't or with guy Mm -hmm. friends you know i feel like what a lot of parents don't understand is being strict i understand to an extent like if they're 15 and under i get it but as teenagers start growing older you need to be a little bit more lenient with them because if you don't want them doing something they're gonna be doing it behind your back and it's better for you to know what they're doing so that you know your child and it's just true what jonathan said if your parents just don't know that they're literally like the fact that you want to move to mexico is pushing you away in a sense that you will not be there to help them out when they need it with the kids or just with anything else so i just i don't know because the way that you're saying is like talking to your dad is like talking to a one. That's how my dad was when I was a teenager. Talking to him was literally like there was no getting through to him. There was it would it wouldn't even go into his ears. It would like just he'd dodge everything that I would ever say. And it was a little bit different because my mom my mom was always supportive. Like she always loved Jonathan. She would always let me go out with him. There were boundaries. Like obviously I had to be home like at eight p.m. I couldn't do this and that. But it's, but you were in high school. You weren't nineteen. Even when I was nineteen. Nineteen. You don't think that they were so strict? no no i guess because i out of high school baby after your huge graduation party we could do whatever we wanted yeah and in a sense it was because listen the way that i put it's like i already did what i had to do i went through school i graduated i gave you my high school diploma now let me do what i want to do and be free you know so i can stay because i stayed with my parents until i literally got married and moved out um and that's because i set that boundary like i was like i'm not gonna ask you for permission i'm just gonna let you know where i'm going you know and that's a boundary that i set that helped a lot because my mom just knew what i was doing the entire time my mom became my bestest friend and slowly but surely my dad became a friend too like barely right now i would say he's my friend um but it's just it's hard getting through to a dad that doesn't that it it feels like you're talking to a wall and then a mom that doesn't support you either yeah like what do you do then that's what i'm saying like hell yeah move to mexico and do school from mexico you know i know i know that was your reaction and i said hell no right away it's just like mexico is great for fun and stuff but to prosper guys it's very difficult like think about all the people that wish that are crossing the desert right now cold starving to try try to get a better life over here and you have it all here already and you're trying to leave back to there where they're coming from like i get you like i that's how i was the same way every time i would go to mexico my parents were and it would be like time to come back i'd be like no leave me here like i want to mm-hmm. stay with my grandma but now it's like if you want to prosper in life salida adelante especially when you have kids like you know my best advice start that instagram page for lashes start getting out there when you do make it dm us we'll shout you out you know yes. start promoting getting bigger and at the end of the day girl this is what i'm gonna tell you you are gonna have to run no you're gonna have to walk so your siblings can run those little two siblings that you raised believe it or not as strict as they are with you right now your dad and mom are probably gonna let them do whatever mm. the flip they mm. want when they grow up just like uh, they, uh, Blanca's parents were strict with her. Like, and I couldn't even have a phone until I think I got my first phone when I turned 14 or 15. My little sister, her little sisters have a phone at 11, 10. You know what I mean? So it's like right now, everything you're going through, I feel like is very unnecessary. Like, especially porque te estás portando tan bien. I would just like, honestly, show what I always tell is like, show your parents a bad time and they'll appreciate the good time. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, they might be even calling you a bad daughter for wanting to go out. Like, truly rebel. Um, ¿Cómo se dice? Rebel en español. Re, como, ay, esta se me está... Rebelando. Anda, rebelando. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> rebelando, ¿no? Rebelando? No. That's uh, revealing. Ah, <laughs> uh, No, you know what I mean. Like, this one is going crazy. Like, and show them a bad time. Show them what it could be. Like, you going out, coming out. Like, what What are they going to do? Like, kick you out, whatever. Sure, then you go, you know? Like, I'm just saying, like, wh- that's how I, that was the life of my story. Like, I would bring my parents straight A's, do all this and this, mm-hmm. GPA, honors classes. And they would still call me a bad son because I didn't do this and that. Go to church or whatever so then i was like oh yeah you want to see what a bad son is like boom
boom, coming home at two, three in the morning, drunk, going out with my friends, having parties while they were out in Mexico or, or like visiting family out of state, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there'll be, and then once they're like, ¿Qué pasó? Cambia. I'll be like, oh, see, you didn't appreciate me when I was being a straight A student. Like, you don't deserve that no more, you know? You had your chance with me. And so now, but now look at my brothers. They, they get to do whatever they want. So it's like this very unnecessary, like, like, you don't you, you agree though no? like Absolutely. you don't have to be this picture perfect kid when your siblings are going to come along and do whatever the flip they want you and know still I mean? not have bring straight a's and yeah and still and they're you know so girl you're honestly putting too much they're putting too much pressure too much weight on your shoulders when it's not necessary you know it's like when teachers you're stressing over algebra in high school when the fuck have I ever used alpha, algebra after high school or the Pregathrium theorem and all that bullshit? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, all this stuff right now with your parents, like, it's not going to matter. Once those little kids raise up, they let them do whatever they want, and then you move out and have kids and make your own life, you know? And what as I mean? much as your parents will say, like, you being a bad daughter or whatever, they're... The feelings are not... Like, they're not going to stop loving you. And you'd be you like, know? you're being a bad dad. Yeah. You tell them. These are your children. I used to make your moment. Shut up. <laughs> nah, but you know what I mean. Because don't disrespect them. Don't be disrespectful. But you, you have never. Did you disrespect your yeah, parents? Yeah, it got to the point where it was too much. Like oh, I was, guys. I, I've never. Like I'm not here trying to like you know pat my back. I never had a normal class, guys. I've always had honors and uh, AP college courses. I was going to see you once secret, a month secret. and taking, huh? Secret, secret. Yeah, and and I was still being called a bad son. So I was like, you know, fuck this. Fuck this. And what did I turn into? A crackhead. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Not oh, literally. I was like, like oh, why are you so bad now? I was like, because you didn't appreciate me. Damn, babe. You you psychology. So now I now they've made up with my siblings, you know, and this is where I wanted to talk to you about the whole dad thing. Like, my dad, like, he has such a good relationship with my little sister. Like, my sister talks to him about boys. Voy a salir con un niño or what a muchacho. Like, he lets her... Um, like muchachos have gone like in Mexico at bailes muchachos have gone up to my dad asking permission to dance with my sister my dad gives them the green light every time to go dance have her fun you know and it's like and look at the relationship they have it's beautiful you know like my sister's like the dad like girl version of my dad so honestly your dad is losing out on a lot and it sounds like you're a very nice girl and so. it just sucks that they have to sacrifice their relationship with you to have a good relationship with your siblings yeah. because well, it's just how it is it's like, always how it is yeah and it sucks but like Jonathan said, you have to go through it and just honestly, yeah, I it's I don't want to be like, oh, this podcast told me that I have to rebel against my no, but it's like jo what, say Jonathan. Told the, you. Way, the way that we're we're saying it is do what you want to do if you want to do it. You know, like if you want to go out to dinner with your friends on a Friday night and they're like, Oh no, well, it's cause we want to go out and do this and you have to take care of your siblings, be like, hell no, like these are your children. I'm gonna go have fun with my friends. I can take care of them if you wanna go when I come home. You know, like, and we're not saying like be so disrespectful and mean unless it has to get to that point. I don't know. They put you like a, at a breaking point, but just start doing what you want to do if it's okay. You know, if you're not doing anything bad because you just you have to literally teach your parents how to be parents, and yeah. it sucks that you have you have to parent your parents, and that sucks. But you know, you have to live life, girl. You're 19. Yeah, as you said, your high school diploma. You're literally in college and still trying to work on the side. So I, I'm pretty sure you're not being a bad daughter. And your cousins got pregnant, which are your age. So it'd be like, mira, Maria y Juana se, ya tienen novio y, se, y digo, esposo y se embarazaron. For legal purposes, those are not her cousin's names. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're still out here trying to grind and make a better life. So yeah, I think we're going to end on that note, guys. I want you to know, no matter if you're a 40-year-old pregnant lady or a 19-year-old girl struggling with her parents, we're here for you. And honestly, I might not be 40, I might not be 50, but age is just a number and experiences are what makes someone, you know, mature or mm. knowledgeable and we are truly it's like a blessing and a curse to say we have gone through a lot yeah because some of the things we wish we wouldn't have you know the yeah. toxicity the, the trauma the abuse the all that you know mm -hmm. so but i guess god did this to us so we could be here helping other people you know what yeah. i mean yeah and we never want to act like oh we know the ins and outs we don't but like with the some of the advice that you guys send in we've gone through it so we want to let you know how it is like we could sit here and be like 
just be respectful to your parents like you're under their roof but we've no. already gone through this you know like we're gonna tell you the actual advice that we wish we would have learned um when we were your age or when we were going through things that you guys are going through so i hope that it at least helps you out or lets you see it from another perspective we're never saying like do exactly what we say just take some things from what we say and just take what's going to help you out you know or what you like to hear because sometimes we're a little extreme i would say you know yeah we're extreme but it's because we're passionate and i hate hearing that someone's going through what i went through and i was like i wish i could be there like coaching you like right now like physically and be like okay you're gonna do this and this. Like, we're, gonna, we're gonna meet at a starbucks and then i'm gonna tell you do this and this and then you're yeah. gonna go home do it you're gonna be like jonathan everything it's getting better and I'll it's be like, like the hmm? you know how people say like oh i wish i had an older sibling yeah of course you wish because then they would have walked so that mm-hmm. you could run you know like you you wouldn't have had to go through those experiences so like of course everybody wishes that they have an older sibling so that's what we're trying to be for you if you're the you know? youngest watching this right now don't even talk. I don't want you to even give your opinion. No, nah, I'm kidding. kidding. No, nah, but you guys have had it the easiest time. Like there, yeah, yeah, that's true. I agree. I'm kidding. We love you guys, but we love the, you, but the youngest sibling is so spoiled, so unappreciative, so. And I'm not saying you guys don't have problems, but BFFR. Yeah, your <laughs> not the, don't not the problems of nah, the kidding. oldest. It's like the oldest sibling trauma. You yeah. know, like that's what you have to go through a lot. So if you well, do have an older sibling and they're probably hella old, they have kids and you're an uncle or aunt and you're the youngest, you're vibing, you're having fun, check up on your oldest sibling, you know, yeah. maybe buy them a Starbucks gift card, tell them you love them, call them, tell them you appreciate them, all the bullshit they went through that maybe so you they never even, even told you or yeah. you don't know because, you know. So. Because you had that privilege <laughs> to mm-hmm. be the youngest, the most um, spoiled and loved and attention because like parents literally with the oldest kid they learn how to be a parent so by the yeah. last one oh they're living life just they're like i'm not gonna struggle with this yeah. because i know it doesn't matter so then exactly. they cut there's a lot of shortcuts when you're like the youngest you know yeah yeah i hope that you guys like this podcast i hope that you liked a little bit of the advice maybe you got some good um advice here and there and please let us know if you have any more advice if you have like sh- really short one sentence advice dm it on spill beans podcast jj um on instagram and if you have a little bit of a longer bullet point advice vibe then you can go on to spill the beans same is this spill the beans podcast jj no spill the beans jj at gmail.com okay yeah i hope so please don't send it to nobody else girl <laughs> don't send your trauma to we'll, someone else we'll have everything in the description just box working though. Their just, account go. And job. just please go <laughs> go and check the coffee for... shops we post on our story oh and no receive baby all the trauma with your um instagram username but yeah yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and listening don't forget that we are on apple podcast spotify and everywhere else that you can stream podcasts but without that being said love you guys (laughs) happy friday and we'll see you next friday later
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 